So in cinemas today, in Netflix, November the 2nd. So uh, Western directed by James Samuel, um, who's a musician and filmmaker and all-round super talented guy. And I have to say, one of the best interviews. He's amazing, an amazing salesman for his product. Yeah, all singing, all dancing interview, just on the basis of listening. To, if, you, if you don't, you know, you don't trust me, go back and listen to that interview with mm. him, Regina King, in which he was just like... Wow, it was like watching a gig. Yeah, it also explains why he has such an incredible cast, because they all listened to him and went, yeah, OK, whatever you say, mate. Yeah. So anyway, um, it starts off by saying, forgive me if I'm misquoting the thing, it's right, it says that the events are fictionalised, but these people really existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much right. words that. Yeah, so he's made up the story with real people. Yeah, So it's a, which is important, because one of the things that the film talks about doing, or one of the things the filmmakers have talked about doing, is filling in that gap that you've had in Westerns in which it's possible to watch a whole bunch of Westerns and believe that everybody involved in all this, you know, were to a man white. And actually what this is doing is saying this is a, this is a much more diverse world than you would imagine and here is a story that is about a bunch of people who are real. Well, yes, we've made this story up. So essentially it's... Well, it's a labyrinthine plot, but let's say there's a broiling feud um, between uh, Nate Love, played by Jonathan Majors, whose parents are killed in front of him and has a cross carved into his head at the beginning of the film. He heads up a gang that includes Delroy Lindo and Zadie Beats, who was in, of course, some Joker. And then there's Rufus Buck, played by Idris Elba, who for a lot of the movie is a kind of brooding presence that we, because the whole thing is to do with, you know, getting to him. And uh, his cast in uh, Regina King, uh, Lakeith Stanfield as Cherokee Bill. The relations between everybody are twisted and strange, and almost all of them end in violence. Here's a clip. Where is it? Where is who? Marshal. I don't speak in English, yeah? Sound like English to me. Mm -hmm. Where's Rufus Buck? Oh. <laughs> Bass. Judy. If I'd known you were switching sides, I'd have asked you to come join us. You here for your damsel in distress? Now you don't look hard of hearing. So I'm gonna ask you again. Where's Rufus Buck? Well, clearly, you don't know me. So I think you get a sense of the flavour of the film from that clip. The plot involves standoffs, shootouts, bank robberies, kidnapping, huge amounts of people doing very cool things, either before killing somebody or being killed. And there is... I mean, it is, it's is—it's—it's a movie in which it's got loads and loads of action sequences in which there is, you know, loads and, lo loads and loads of that stuff. Style is to the fore. The film is about as in your face as it's been. I imagine that if you, I saw this, uh, you know, at home, and I imagine if you see this in, in, on a cinema screen, it would be the equivalent of a film leaping off the screen, grabbing you by the collars and going, Oi! Um, directorially, there are nods to Sergio Leone, Van Peebles, I think, uh, Gordon Parks, a host of Western and black exploitation filmmakers. And, of course, behind it all, there is the sort of looming figure of Quentin Tarantino. Um, I think what's, what's interesting is how much fun I thought it was, because I do think that it's a film that doesn't have much depth. 
I think it is a film in which it is pretty much surface. It is style, it is the way it looks, the way it sounds. And I don't mean in the way that, I mean, Dune, we talked about the way it looks, the way it sounds. I was talking about depth. This is all to the fore. Everything is to the fore. It's a big, mm. widescreen, very well choreographed, spectacular kind of, you know, tongue in cheek violence, but also kind of great big operatic horse opera themes. And I didn't feel that afterwards, oh, I'm going to be haunted by thinking about those characters and those images for a long time. But whilst it was on, I actually really enjoyed it. And quite often I have a sort of fairly low tolerance for films in which that's the case, in which it does seem to be a triumph of style over substance. But in the case of this, I was kind of pulled along by it. I mean, it is, it is a, it is a rip, it is the rip roaring ride that it was sold as by its director. I'm looking at your face and I'm getting a slightly less enthusiastic No, no, response. no, no. Okay. I mean, certainly style over substance is, I think, appropriate. Right, okay, fine. But I, I, it never made me feel uncomfortable. The Tarantino Django made me feel very uncomfortable yes. a number of times. Yeah. I prefer this to Django Unchanged. I, I, th I, think, it was, I think it was better. And I'd <laughs> like to see more from... Uh, James Samuel. Yeah, yes, very much so, because he clearly loves the Western genre. I just love the fact that someone growing up in West London ended up making this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, again, that was another funny thing about the interview, was because he has that voice and because he has that... It, it's like... Yeah, it's it's how great to have ended up doing this. Yeah, and I think it's bears repeating. He's Seal's brother, and uh, music runs through his family clearly. Also, because it, it still amuses me, Regina King means Queen King. Yeah, and that is a mighty name. And Zazie Beetz is terrific, and uh, Daryl Lindo is really good. And Idris Elba, I thought, was very because the whole as it said, so Idris Elba is his character is very very key. But for for a big section of the film, he is a he's a He's a presence. He's a, you know, he's something, he is a goal to be achieved. And I think he managed, because there is one, this is without giving away any plot spoilers, there is one big speech that he does at a crucial moment in the film. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah. And I think that that, at, at the end. Mm -hmm. I think okay, so, yeah. Okay. And I think that that could, have, that could have gone very wrong if it wasn't delivered with the kind of gravitas that Idris Elba can bring to one of those speeches. Uh, and for the cinema, or is it worth hanging on for Netflix? Well, I mean, I saw it at home and I enjoyed it, but I was conscious of thinking, particularly because it's got that, you know, that very, very kind of widescreen uh, feel about it. I'd like to see this in the cinema. And I know that people who saw it at the London Film Festival really appreciated seeing it on a big screen.